Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? After Monday through Thursday, you mostly follow our lead. Great guests, sometimes crazy, occasionally informative rants and musings, hopefully entertaining as well, at least for some of you some of the time. Fridays, we follow your lead. Fewer guests, in today's case, one and only one, but a very special one as we get to exercise our outside the lines free-for-all Friday freedoms. He does love sports, and we'll talk a lot about that. He also is one of the greatest authors in modern American history. He is an expert at the legal thriller. He has sold more than 300 million books, which have been printed in 55 different languages. John Grisham is dropping by today's program. Did you know he is a big supporter of Mississippi State Athletics. That's his undergrad school. A big supporter of UVA Athletics. Brian O'Connor's baseball World Series champions of a few years ago. Tony Bennett's basketball national champions of this past year. You look at JPJ for one of those home UVA games. John Grisham is off in courtside. Baseball was his favorite childhood sport. He has even incorporated it into some of his books. I have read almost every John Grisham book he has ever written. I will be honored to have him as a guest on our syndicated statewide show. John Grisham in hour number two. Other than that, it's you. It's me. It's your phone calls. We're talking sports on the statewide David Glenn Show as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We will talk about a lot of things with John Grisham, and we will talk about a lot of things we hope with you as we welcome your calls. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a prediction. It can be a complaint. You know the rules. As long as it has something to do with sports and or this radio show, it is fair game for your question, comment, or complaint. We got into a lot of things this week. We have a fantastic Week 9 NFL menu awaiting us. It's kind of a strange Week 10 college football menu, but some of the highlights are right here in our backyard, including Wake Forest hosting NC State, UNC hosting UVA. A lot of repercussions in play for all four of those teams. World Series came to a conclusion earlier this week. College basketball has more exhibition games. Carolina tonight, Duke earlier this week. The regular season begins in college hoops this coming Tuesday up at Madison Square Garden with that phenomenal doubleheader where it's number one Michigan State against number two Kentucky. It's number three Kansas against number four Duke. Carolina has an exhibition in Chapel Hill tonight. Another look at the true freshman point guard, Cole Anthony, who is going to be asked by Roy Williams to be very special right away. The NFL menu includes a big game for your Carolina Panthers, of course. The college football menu started last night 
where Baylor remained among the ranks of the unbeaten with a close win over West Virginia. But our friends at App State lost their dreams of a New Year New Year's Six Bowl opportunity. They did drop to 7-1 and one after falling to arch-rival Georgia Southern through some heavy wind and some nasty rain up at Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone. A valiant comeback by Eli Drinkwitz's Mountaineers, but it did come up just short on Halloween night. It was a ghoulish evening for the App State football program to extend that metaphor just a little bit. As we hope you all had a happy Halloween, as we remind you all to turn back your clocks on Sunday. It will be breakfast in Great Britain once again for NFL fans. Jacksonville against Houston, Gardner Minshew against Deshaun Watson. That's your 9.30 a.m. start to get the NFL day rolling on Sunday. Breakfast in London, if you will. The Vikings visit the Chiefs. The Bears are at the Eagles. The Colts are at the Steelers. The Titans visit your 4-3 and three Carolina Panthers. As Carolina, and we actually have some breaking news involving Cam Newton today, as Carolina hosts Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, they have won two straight with fourth-quarter game-winning drives by Ryan Tannehill in for the disappointing Marcus Mariota. Of course, it will be once again the young guy Kyle Allen in for the injured Cam Newton. More on that matchup throughout today's program. The Packers visit the Chargers, and in the highlight, I think, of the NFL weekend, the 8-0 New England Patriots will visit the 5-2 Baltimore Ravens. Bill Belichick has been a lot, has been an NFL head coach longer than Lamar Jackson has been alive. And yet Belichick's Patriots are setting historically good numbers on defense. Lamar Jackson is actually setting historically good numbers offensively when you talk about the dual threat run pass aspect of what he has done. The 2016 Heisman winner at Louisville in his second year in the NFL is up there behind guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson on the midseason uh, MVP balloting. College football's Week 10 includes nationally Florida against Georgia in Jacksonville. Uh, undefeated SMU visits 7-1 Memphis. There are only so many undefeateds still in play. Many of them actually have off this weekend. That's why it's a weird weekend in college football. As we bring the Big Tailgate Tour to Elon, we have been to State and Carolina and Duke and Wake and App and ECU. We make our first stop this year at one of our favorite FCS programs. It is the Phoenix's homecoming. Tony Trishiani has had them in the national top 25 this year. They're on a three-year run, the Phoenix, that is the best in their two decades at the FCS level. Shout out to Coach Trish, his wife Julie, the voice of the Phoenix, Taylor Durham, and all of our friends that we look forward to seeing tomorrow. We'll be next to Road Stadium from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. That is the kickoff. And Darren Vaught, as I say hello to my producer, who deserves credit for tracking down John Grisham as our one and only guest of the day. I've decided that since we at the Big Tailgate Tour remain undefeated, every host school has won the game that we attended. We want Bama. So like the Tar Heels hosted Miami, right? They won. It was Florida State visiting Wake. We, were at, we had the Big Tailgate Tour at Wake Forest. Deeks won the game. Of course they did. When we were at ECU, the Pirates won. When we've been to NC State, the Wolfpack won. When we were at Duke, the Blue Devils won. And that story continues. We expect, as the calendar turns to November, I mean, we're right up there with 8-0 LSU, off this week, by the way. 8-0 Alabama, off this week, by the way. 
8-0 Ohio State off this week, by the way. 8-0 Penn State off this week, by the way. The undefeated Big Tailgate Tour, we don't take days off. We're at, e- we're at Elon trying to extend our unbeaten streak. I've decided that, Darren, since we don't technically have a homecoming weekend, it's not like our mythical Podunk State University. The Big Tailgate Tour is not mythical. It is real. We qualify people to win Continental Tires all the time. We give away DG Show t-shirts. Intern Will's back hurts. He's been carrying us so much this year on the Big Tailgate Tour. He'll tell you it's not mythical at all. We don't have a homecoming, right? Like, Podunk State might have a homecoming weekend. It's a myth. I can write it as I wish, the way John Grisham does in his legal thrillers. We don't have a homecoming technically on the Big Tailgate Tour. So since the Phoenix have their homecoming, I'm suggesting that we just utilize the Elon 7 a.m. tailgate guys and call it our homecoming as well. You I like that. that. No, I like that. Because we don't have our own home, our own home <laughs> we don't, venue. So We don't have yeah. a homecoming. That works. We didn't ask their permission. We probably should have done that. But uh, they've always welcomed us with open arms. We look forward to seeing those great guys once again tomorrow morning and afternoon. The Carolina Hurricanes are home this weekend. I'll actually see you at PNC Arena tonight. I always mention when I bring the lovely and talented Maria to a game, that will be the case tonight. I'm never offended if you see us on the concourse and you're far more interested in meeting Maria than you are me, the host of the David Glenn Show. In your shoes, I would do the same thing. So full alert. LT, as my friends have come to call her, that's the lovely and talented. Who knew the nickname would go that far, Darren? She will be in the house tonight. I can't make it to the Devils game tomorrow because of the tailgate tour and some other responsibilities, but we are sending a fantastic group, including listener Mike Galliano, and he was the Canes with DG winner this week. That's a Twitter game if you want to win free tickets from us. Also, Chris Tebow listener who won our Halloween trivia contest via a little trick-or-treating and some sports trivia yesterday. So good luck to those folks and whoever they bring tomorrow night to PNC Arena as the 8-3-1 Hurricanes trying to po- try to polish that resume. What else is going on? Well, as we turn it over to you and your calls on the other side, it can be your thoughts on NC Senator Richard Burr tackling the NCAA's amateurism model and the tweak that was announced earlier this week. As you probably know, I thought his idea was a horrendous one. He wants to tax scholarships for anybody who would dare as an NCAA athlete to reach out for some third-party appearance money or other endorsement-type fees. He thinks it's a good idea. I think it's a rotten idea. We can continue that debate. College football matchups, my thoughts and yours. NFL matchups, my thoughts and yours. A little NBA with that regular season ramping up. A little NHL with the Hurricanes playing outstanding hockey and having back-to-back home games this weekend. UFC is at Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. College basketball is at Madison Square Garden this coming Tuesday night. The NASCAR boys are in Texas and just two weeks away from their season-ending finale at Homestead. Will it be another title for Truex or Kyle Busch, our recent guest, or Joey Logano, last year's winner? The World Series is in the books as we welcome your calls. Maybe baseball leftovers, a lot of football to discuss. John Grisham on the way in roughly 60 minutes. We will tip our cap and salute former NC State star Trey Turner and the world champion Washington Nationals for the record since John Grisham is dropping by and he spends a lot of time in Charlottesville rooting for the Cavaliers. Former UVA stars 
Ryan Zimmerman, one of the original Washington Nationals, and ace reliever Sean Doolittle. More tips of the cap to those guys for bringing that city another World Series title. 1-800-849-2761. The one and only John Grisham. Did you know, Darren? He's a lawyer. Check. Writer. Check. Speaker. Check. Baseball guy. Check. He's a family man. Do you see why I've told you that if I ever grow up, I want to be like John Grisham? I get it. I see it. You see I any see parallels it. at all? Even if I am a crumb compared to his mountain of accomplishments. <laughs> Lawyer, writer, speaker, baseball guy, family man, and unapologetic stand-up guy for what's right. And sometimes for the little guy fighting the big guy and sticking it to the man. Sound like anybody you know? He just does it a lot better. He also served once in the Mississippi State Legislature. And y'all know, politician, the only thing on that list that I have not yet accomplished, the Glendavian platform is listening as John Grisham drops by in roughly 60 minutes. 1-800-849-2761. We've got a whole lot on football and the other week that was and weekend that awaits us matters from the sports world. You could be next with your question, comment, prediction, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761. We're ramping up your phone calls trick-or-treat style next on The David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are coming to your calls right now. John Grisham, best-selling author, usually in the legal thriller category, has a new book out called The Guardians, already number one on the New York Times bestseller list. It is out, for the record. Rumor that he's actually a Little League baseball commissioner, among other things, in his spare time. And I have flashbacks to Kevin Costner in The Field of Dreams when I hear this, that movie. Word is that John Grisham, noted author, actually built on his own land in Virginia a bunch of Little League baseball fields. And there's just like an army of kids and teams that invade the way Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe Jackson came out of the cornfield for Kevin Costner in Iowa. Like, that can't just be myth, can it? John Grisham will tell us in his own words. We'll talk sports. He loves the Cavaliers. He actually has a lot of connections to UNC and the Tar Heels. Home in Charlottesville, home in Chapel Hill. I believe he's traveling around the triangle as we speak. John Grisham, next hour, your phone calls in the spirit of Free For All Friday right now. Questions, comments, complaints, predictions. It's a big weekend in the NFL. It's an intriguing weekend in college football. Caesar in Winston-Salem wants to talk about the latter. Adam in Raleigh has hockey on his mind. Others, Major League Baseball, leftovers, college basketball, preview stuff with that season now just a few days away. The NBA, the Hornets, the Canes, the Panthers, and more. You can be next right now at 1-800-849-2761. That is your ticket into the program. Quick update from something earlier this week. If you are a listener who is personally uncomfortable 
with the idea that NCAA athletes, for the first time ever, under the NCAA proposal that is supposed to debut in 2021. If you feel uncomfortable about the idea that college athletes at some point soon are going to be allowed to take this third-party money, again, from video game manufacturers, from somebody who wants them to do an autograph session, maybe we'll see the proposal, but maybe a chunk of the jersey sale royalties that has their number on it, you know, maybe at the school bookstore or otherwise. There's a lot of different ways this third-party money is going to be able to come in under the new proposal. Again, it's not done yet. 2021 is the most likely time that it will happen. If you just are a listener who feels uncomfortable with that, I do not think that you're out of line if you just feel uncomfortable with it. You love college sports. One of the things maybe you don't like about pro sports is that it's all about the money there in your eyes. And whereas it's partly about the money anymore in college sports, whatever, you don't have to apologize to me or anybody else if you just prefer the college sports model or the amateurism model. What I would ask you if you feel that way, and again, doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make you anything of that sort, you're not out of line in any way for feeling that way. Those are your emotions. I would ask you this, why aren't you also uncomfortable over the last several decades watching what used to be little bitty money college sports become a multi-billion dollar industry and yet even the highest profile players in the highest profile revenue sports who are creating a lot of revenue for their schools, why aren't you uncomfortable that they still don't have something beyond room, board, tuition, cost of attendance? Like if you're uncomfortable, I get it. But why wouldn't you be uncomfortable in both contexts? That's the question I would ask you. And why did I call out North Carolina Senator Richard Burr? It's one thing for you to say that you're uncomfortable with this coming down the pike new NCAA amateurism concept. It's another thing for somebody like Richard Burr to use his power to weaponize the United States tax code and go after seemingly angrily any college athlete who dares try to figure out his or her free market value and cash in on that free market value. That's what his tweet was all about. How dare they do that? Now, I'm going to protect all these other tax exemptions for all these other big corporations and even these universities. I don't see anybody putting a cap on what coaches and ADs can make. But all of a sudden, an athlete wants to make a little something on the side it ain't right for a North Carolina senator to weaponize the tax code that way when he and his fellow congressmen get all sorts of benefits that are not taxable, and yet he wants to tax any athlete's scholarship if they dare find out their free market value and collect some dollars as a result. You don't have to apologize. Anybody going down those indefensible, outrageous, double-standard, hypocritical lanes, you're going to hear it from me. Those are two different matters entirely, and that's why I blasted the center and will continue to Senator earlier this week and will continue to do so unapologetically as long as he leaves that ridiculous proposal on the table. Since then, by the way, there are a lot of reports that the Richard Burr proposal to tax the scholarship would also cause the NCAA and its schools all sorts of legal problems. I didn't even have time to get into that. So it's one more reason to underline what a horrendously bad idea that it is. 1-800-849-2761. Caesars in Winston-Salem and has college football on his mind. Quick reminder to everybody. 
Number one, LSU, still undefeated. Number two, Alabama, still undefeated, are both off this weekend. However, they play each other a week from tomorrow. So it's going to be a weird college football weekend. Many more interesting games in the NFL than college for my money this weekend. 8-0 Ohio State is also off this weekend. But remember, the Buckeyes have to deal with both Penn State at home and at Michigan in late November. So again, you won't see these highest-ranked teams in any jeopardy. Most of them aren't even playing a game. 8-0 Clemson hosts Wofford. Obviously, Wofford's a heck of an FCS program, but the Tigers are not in any jeopardy there. The Tigers will be at NC State a week from tomorrow. The November 9th lineup is a lot better than the November 2nd lineup overall. We will be bringing the big tailgate tour to the Clemson-NC State game at Carter-Finley Stadium. Of course, tomorrow again we'll be at Rhodes Stadium at Elon as the Phoenix have their homecoming. 8-0 Penn State also opened this weekend, but they are at 8-0 Minnesota next weekend. I mean, next Saturday is loaded. You're going to see unbeaten versus unbeaten in multiple contexts. This weekend, you have one-loss resumes, two of the best out there that fit that description. Number six, Florida, against number eight, Georgia, in Jacksonville. That's your 3.30 CBS game tomorrow. And then you have the games around here that matter to a lot of people, including NC State at Wake Forest and a resumption of what they call the South's oldest rivalry, as we go to Caesar and Jonathan and Doris and Adam and you, 1-800-849-2761. Darren, growing up in the mountains of southwest Virginia, did you know that UVA-UNC was described as the South's oldest rivalry? Yes, I had heard that many times, actually. 1892. 1892 is the first time UVA and UNC played in football. Oh, wow. uh, that'll make you the South's oldest rivalry. They go back at it at Keenan Stadium tomorrow evening on the ACC Network. Remember, the winner of that doesn't win the Coastal Division of the ACC, but puts itself in really good position to win the Coastal Division of the ACC. That would lead, of course, to the trip to Charlotte to face, in all likelihood, the mighty Clemson Tigers, once again, the reigning king of the Atlantic Division. 1-800-849-2761. Caesar, welcome to the David Glenn Show, and welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. All right. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. What's going on? Oh, man, I, I was just listening to you talking about uh, politicians getting in this. I think the politicians should all just step out and let the NCAA and the colleges do this. You know what's interesting? If it wasn't for politicians getting involved, and frankly, usually I agree with Caesar's line of thinking, unless they have to get involved, it's best that they stay out of it. In this particular case, I honestly don't think the NCAA would have changed its model the way they announced earlier this week. We're open to athletes now making money from their name, image, likeness. If it were not for that California law, those politicians, and Mitt Romney and other members of Congress in our backyard, there's actually uh, a representative named Mark Walker who proposed federal legislation that would force colleges to go down this road. So I hear you, but if these folks weren't part of the process, I think the NCAA would just be tone deaf and keep doing things even as the billions continue to grow. So this is actually, in my eyes, one of the rare examples where a little political pressure uh, pretty much forced the NCAA to do the right thing on its own. And by the way, Congress is still waiting. When they see the details of the NCAA's proposal, if they don't like them, 
we're going to see federal legislation about what college sports is going to look like moving forward if the NCAA proposal, whatever it is in 2021, is acceptable to Congress, well, then those will be the new rules. But uh, but we digress, Caesar. What game or teams are on your mind this weekend? Uh, Carolina and Virginia. And it's amazing that Carolina got a chance uh, to win out and be 9-4 and four this year. Yeah. And last year they were 2-10 two and, two and ten or 2-11. And that's amazing to turn around. It is a turn, and, an amazing uh, turnaround, man. And Matt. I was just wondering, how do you, what do you think about it? Do you, do you think that they have an opportunity to go 8-4 and four or 9-3? and three? Uh, I mean, nine and four. Yeah, or, I mean, technically they five. technically they do. Would I put money on the heels running the table to finish? That would be nine and four. No, uh, because they've played so many close games that for every South Carolina win or you know Miami win that Tar Heel fans are celebrating as they should. There's the close loss that might have been against Wake Forest. There's the close loss that might have been against App State. Uh, there's that close loss, the heartbreaker to number one Clemson, that would have been, of course, a signature victory for Mac Brown Part Two. I think they're a good, well-coached team with some intriguing talent, and they deserve a lot of credit for their four wins to get here. Uh, but they're also vulnerable. They're not very deep. And you wonder how injuries have already impacted them, although a couple guys seem to be coming back. Tomorrow against Virginia, I'll tell you the bottom line, Virginia has gotten its quarterback, Bryce Perkins, beaten to smithereens. When that guy has time and protection, he kills you with his legs, he kills you with his arm. As it's turned out, Virginia doesn't have a very good offensive line. And he's taken wicked hits. It is up to Aaron Crawford and Jason Strobridge up front on, and those pass-rushing edge guys, uh, Chaz Surratt and others at linebacker. They got to beat up Price Perkins. And I mean, you know, legally beat up. I don't mean cheap shots. You got to pound the guy because when he feels right, he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. The way it's turned out, Sam Howell of UNC is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. If you had an all-ACC ballot in the preseason, you know the first two names everybody spat out? Trevor Lawrence of Clemson and Bryce Perkins of UVA. They're the two teams picked to win their respective divisions, in part because of those very promising and accomplished quarterbacks. As it's turned out, you know who the two most prolific have been? Jamie Newman, hello Newman, at Wake Forest, who may or may not, we just heard from Dave Clawson, if he's good enough to go physically, he will start against the Wolfpack. If he's not, it'll be Sam Hartman again. The two most prolific guys have been Jamie Newman of Wake and Sam Howell of the Tar Heels. So to beat Virginia tomorrow night, A, get to and beat up legally Bryce Perkins. B, let Sam Howe strut his NFL caliber stuff against a UVA defense that's still good, but they lost their number one player, Bryce Hall, to season-ending injury. That guy's a, an NFL first-round pick out for the season. And I don't know if you saw this last week, but the Cavaliers have to play the first half against the Tar Heels. Everybody remembers how the targeting rules and ejection rules work. Jordan Mack is a future NFL linebacker. He was ejected from the Louisville game that UVA played last week. He has to miss the first half against the Tar Heels. That's a really big deal. When Jordan Mack left the field against Louisville, the Cardinals started moving. One guy, right? Oh, it's only one guy? Well, watch the game. 
When he was in there, Louisville did not move the ball. And when he left, they did. Seriously. It was night and day difference. Can the Tar Heels exploit the Cavaliers' defense without Jordan Mack in the first half? The way the rules work, he's playing in the second half. And then how do they handle Bryce Perkins? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I've studied this stuff all day, every day for 33 years. Good luck predicting any ACC Coastal game, including UVA at UNC. Are the Cavs good enough to beat the Tar Heels? Of course they are. Are the Heels good enough to beat the Cavs? Of course they are. What's it going to come down to? Turnovers, big plays, kicking game, and whether Sam Howell can exploit that Virginia defense. Again, it's really good. You can't get too greedy. Because, man, they can play. Bronco's a heck of a defensive coach, Bronco Mendenhall. You can't get greedy and then turn the ball over, setting up short fields for Bryce Perkins. You make the Cavs earn, you know, 80-yard drives, they're not great offensively. That's the, the heels just have to be better at those little things than they were in those close, close losses to App State and Wake Forest. If they're good at those little things and they win the turnover battle, they're going to beat Virginia and they're going to add another chapter to what has been a better than expected year one part two for Mac Brown and the Tar Heels and by the way Caesar however it goes again I wouldn't bet on nine and four or eight and four but however it goes a Mac Brown has the ship steered in the right direction to steal a free-for-all Friday phrase and B what he's doing off the field is even more impressive than on the field all due respect, it's a great story on the field. And maybe it will be 8-4. and four, I don't know. But getting fans to come early and stay late and be loud in between at Keenan Stadium, I can tell you that has not happened often in my 33 years covering the ACC. It's happened all year long. Darren and I were at a couple of those games. And B, season ticket sales are up. And recruiting is off the charts. The Tar Heels have gone from getting beaten by Dave Doran of NC State and others when Larry Fedora was in charge, in-state and beyond, Dabo Sweeney of Clemson, et cetera, to really being the dominant force in in-state recruiting the way Mac Brown was for the Tar Heels in the 1990s. That is not easy to do like a flick of a light switch. As they're winning more on the field, they're getting even more recruiting attention. And the Mac Brown salesmanship, the phrase we used back in 1990, I think it was, Mac Brown has the charisma and salesmanship to sell ice to an Eskimo. That's what he's doing, again, here in 2019. He just has that ability with the fans, has that ability on the recruiting trail, and the Tar Heels are th doing pretty well on the field so far. Even better, I would say, in those other secondary areas, regardless of how this season ends. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Let me go to Jonathan in Chapel Hill. You're next on the David Glenn Show. Top of the Friday to you, D.D. How are you? Doing great, man. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I was wondering, you know, we're talking about uh, college revenue. Is there, like, a website where you can go and see just how much money Division One has made, like, this year versus 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah, um, it, it depends on how you add the numbers. Like, I don't think there's a single website that would tell you what the NCAA itself plus the conferences, for example, make. But I'll give you just a couple of quick examples. You could find what is the NCAA's current deal with Turner Sports and CBS for the NCAA tournament. That number is billion with a B plus, right? And here's another one for you. Only a decade and a half ago, there was only one $3 million a year head coach in college football. It was Bob Stoops of Oklahoma, a recent guest on our show. Fast forward only a decade or so, there are 50 or so 
college football head coaches making at least $3 million a year, and some are in the $9 million a year neighborhood. That's, so that's how much it's changed in like a decade and a half. If you go back to the 80s, which is early 80s, college football was abs- college sports were absolutely not a lucrative enterprise. The coaches didn't make a ton. The players didn't, you know, room board tuition, et cetera. The ADs didn't make a ton. The NCAA presidents weren't making a ton. You know, then TV money became a big factor. There was a landmark Supreme Court case. And then it was on TV more than ever before. And then the explosion of cable television. And then the explosion of the Internet in the 90s. And all these things just mushroom the economic model that is college sports. It dwar- what you see in 2019 absolutely dwarfs what was in play in the 1980s. And as I said, the last decade and a half alone, you- you've seen just skyrocketing compensation packages for ADs and coaches in the revenue sports especially. And yet you've seen only some tweaking of what student athletes get, room, board, tuition. That's been in play for a long time. Cost of attendance adjustment was one recent upgrade and an important one, step in the right direction for sure. Uh, But remember, this new proposal doesn't require the universities to give the athletes another dime. That's the the weirdest thing about the most angry responses. It's not pay for play. The universities are not being asked to give a dollar more directly to these athletes. They're they're being asked to give the, the athletes the opportunity to enjoy the same free market that the NCAA allowed or enjoyed when they struck those TV deals, uh, the same free market that coaches enjoy as they get $9 million a year in some cases. Most college athletes won't get a dollar on the free market. What, what is the fair market value as a spokesperson or an autograph signer of countless athletes in, if you have 30 sports on campus, 28 of them really don't make any money at all? Significant, you know, they only they certainly don't turn a profit and most lose a lot of money. How do they make ends meet? Well, football and men's basketball help them make ends meet. That's how it works. So the economics have changed for all the others. Why not let, even if it causes just some indigestions, many, many people are anti-change. Status quo, status quo, status quo. What I reject is the idea that others are allowed to benefit from change, but all of a sudden when young athletes – or let's face it, there's a racial component here, when young African-American athletes who are often the high-profile guys in the revenue sports, when they want to enjoy the free market, all of a sudden some people have indigestion. When the mostly white administrators and athletic directors, et cetera, make all this extra money, apparently nobody was losing any sleep at night. It's that kind of hypocrisy and double standard that uh, clearly brought out the anger in me when I saw the outrageously inappropriate proposal from North Carolina Senator Richard Burr earlier this week. 1-800-849-2761. More of your phone calls on the week that was and the weekend to come. John Grisham, the one and only, he of legal thriller novel fame. John Grisham will drop by to talk sports, his new book, and other things. He is visiting the great state of North Carolina, where he has family as we speak. John Grisham in less than 30 minutes. Your phone calls on the other side. Questions, comments, complaints, all fair game. Follow-ups on the NCAA's model going forward. And a huge NFL Week 9 
where the best game is probably the 8-0 Patriots visiting the 5-2 Baltimore Ravens. That's your Sunday night football game on NBC. Lamar Jackson against Bill Belichick and friends. The Panthers have a huge game as well. 4-4 four four Tennessee visiting your 4-3 Carolina Panthers. There was some breaking news on Cam Newton earlier today. I'll share that with you as we dive into the NFL and more of your phone calls. 1-800-849-2761 next on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holmes is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The one and only John Grisham. We'll drop by to talk sports, his new book, and other things in hour number two. He is less than 30 minutes away. I am really looking forward to that. Many of you know I've been a lawyer and a writer and a speaker and a baseball guy and a family man for a long, long time. All of those descriptions fit John Grisham. He's just the guy who has sold more than 300 million books in 55 different languages and has a whole lot of other interesting stories to tell. John Grisham. I am truly honored to have him as a guest a little bit later. Gray is in Key West. Adam is in the Triangle. Steve is in the Triad. Others calling from the mountains and the beaches and everywhere you'd want to live in between in our great state. Steve has the NCAA on his mind. 1-800-849-2761. More on the NFL Week 9 action that awaits us. Steve, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Yes. Um, I, I agree that the guys ought to get paid something. But I, I think this has opened up a can that the halves are really going to be halves. And I don't think that the playing field can be left even because now the schools with all the money, the Texas's, the Ohio State's, the Alabama's, hey, buddy, just come on, just come on, play for us. All the five stars, we got plenty of money. We can pay you now. couple things. Remember, the money's not coming straight from the schools. Uh, now, those schools also have rich boosters, right? Any money offered as an inducement to sign at a school will be against the rules, even in this new system. So, I mean, if your comeback to that is, that's going to be really hard to police. I agree with you. So I agree that this concept will make things an even more unlevel playing field. Having covered it for 33 years, though, I can tell you this. It's already an incredibly unlevel playing field. I mean, there are $200 million-plus athletic department budgets in the same conferences where there are 50 or $60 million athletic department budgets. So would it be taking an already incredibly unlevel playing field and maybe adding another layer that makes it more unlevel? Yes. But anybody thinking it's close to level now it just isn't paying attention. Isn't it largely the same group of a half a dozen or so schools in the mix for a national championship in football every year, right? It's Clemson and it's Alabama and it's Ohio State and it's Oklahoma. And then occasionally somebody else sorts of sort of comes around into that orbit. And in college basketball, don't we often see some of our locals, Duke and Carolina, in the mix virtually every year and Kentucky and Kansas. And then, yeah, again, there are some who rise and some who fall. But it's already a wildly imbalanced playing field. Some of it is financial. Some of it is just the good old-fashioned meritocracy, right? 
Like, if you're Coach K and you've led five national title teams and Olympic gold medal teams for our national squad, well, it's an unbalanced playing field because you're Coach K. But you've earned that on the recruiting trail. People are signing with Duke, five-star prospects and otherwise, in part because it's Coach K, in part because it's Duke and their great tradition, but in part because it's Coach K. So a lot of the unbalanced playing field is earned. A lot of it is financial. Who has the bigger, shinier stadiums, right? Do you, do you often see the smaller private universities with smaller stadiums and smaller alumni bases and smaller economic models? Have you seen them winning the national title lately? If there are those examples, I haven't seen them. So, yes, it's another step toward unlevel playing field lane, right? But when the good, I have a saying that I've always loved, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Even though you see imperfections in this new name, image, likeness, third-party side-door money going to college athletes in this new model coming assumedly in, 20, in uh, 2021, even though I see the ugly underbelly too, I see the room for corruption there, we're going to have more NCAA rules violations where some car dealer says, oh, I just paid him to be a spokesperson. And then somebody's going to find out, oh, he was really paid because he was thinking of transferring but that guy's a big fan of that school, and he said, hey, I'll give you ten grand to sign autographs and come to this uh, appearance and, you know, we'll, as long as you stay. But let's not write that down because the, the NCAA will catch us. Of course that stuff's going to happen. But the model is so big that these athletes deserve access to more revenue streams, and that is worth the ugly, complicated step, at least in the right direction. We're back after this. I don't want those damn dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by a hundred. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn Show. John Grisham has sold more than 300 million books translated into 55 languages. He also happens to be a big sports fan who follows UVA and UNC. He's here in North Carolina. He joins us in 15 minutes. You could be next. The great difference between sport and capital E entertainment and capital S sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.